What's good, everybody? Welcome into our very special weekly MMA episode of The Early Edge. This week, Houston, Texas, an all-time gate record over $4 million. UFC is back in front of sold-out crowds, and it's awesome. And our guy, Ian Parker, the Duck Army, he's been slaying it. Now, for $100 betters, all-time, and he started off kind of slow, plus 1100 But the last couple of weeks, as all of you know, He's been absolutely killing it. You got to follow us on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Turn on those notifications. So when this show comes in your feed, you're not tweeting me saying, Coach, where's your MMA show? So let's bring in the star of the show right now. You know him. You love him. He is Ian Parker. And this is one of those rare, rare cards, uh, Ian, that we don't have a bunch of minus 400s, minus 500s. This is something you can really sink your teeth into. Yeah, look, it gives everyone a real opportunity to bet a lot of straight picks, uh, even hit some props if you're feeling it, because there's a lot of guys here that do like to finish. There's also a lot of matchups where the overs will most definitely hit. I'm really excited. This is an exciting card. They did a great job at the matchmaking, and uh, even some fight of the night ones are going to fly under the radar. Oh, I love it. Charles Oliveira and Michael Chandler, they are in the main event for the lightweight championship of the world. And as always, we make Ian pick the main event at the end of the show. So let's jump right in because he's got a lot of picks that he loves this week. Let's start with this Edson Barboza. He's a plus 120 underdog against Shane Burgos, uh, who comes back as the minus 140 favorite. This is the uh, in the featherweight division. It opens the main card. What do you like? Edson Barboza at plus 120 is the absolute value play here. He's coming off a dominant win over Amir Khani, while Burgos is coming off a bad loss to Josh Emmett over a year ago. Burgos is known for his cardio. He's one of the bigger guys in the division. However, one of the only guys that matches that size and reach and length is Edson Barbosa. Burgos gets hit a lot. And if you're going to get hit a lot by anybody, that person is not to be by Edson Barbosa. Those leg kicks will chop that tree down. He's got the better technical striking. The fact that he's an underdog throws me off my game in a great way. I'm going Edson Barbosa here. I always love it whenever something you have your and you have your your process. And when something throws off that process, it kind of throws you for a little bit because you're like, I know this is supposed to be the pick, but why is the numbers looking like this? Sometimes you're just on the value because not everybody knows. I had, I, had Barbo, I had Barbosa in this matchup the other way around at minus 130. So when that came as an underdog here, I guess what they're trying to say is that Burgos' cardio will take Barbosa in deep waters. But obviously, these, these bookmakers are basing it off his record at 45 and on his legendary hit list at 55. So good for them in the mistake. That's where we capitalize and win. There you go. Uh, by the way, I do want to apologize. We're having some... Uh, uh, today, some Wi-Fi issues. I've got them coming out today. So anybody watching on YouTube, uh, if I'm lagging a little bit, we apologize. We are working to fix that. Okay, moving on to the women's flyweight division. This one is on the main card. Caitlin Chikagian. She's a minus 135 favorite over Vivian Arajo, plus 115. What do you like? I love what Caitlin Chukagian said in an interview. The fans, I don't care what they think of my fights. They don't pay my bills. You know what that means? That means high fight IQ. I'm getting the win. I don't care what anyone thinks. She's going to be the taller fighter, the better grappler, probably with the better cardio. Vivian's a good athlete, throws wild strikes. But again, like Chukagian's last appointment, Cynthia, opponent, sorry, Cynthia Cavillo, short, stockier. Caitlin knows how to use her size. She will make this a boring fight, but she will win. I like Caitlin here at minus 135. See, I don't understand why, why fighters, I know it's a high fight IQ, but when they know that to get the bigger money, you've got to be an exciting fighter. I don't know why you would embrace your style unless there's just nothing else you can do. 
and <laughs> this is how you have to win. But why you would, would profess that and show the world and tell the world, okay, I'm not going to get a fight night bonus, it doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense to me. But, again, yeah. we don't pay <laughs> bills, as you said. Uh, all right. Uh, you know when Tony Ferguson is in the co-main event that it's a big big night and Tony Ferguson is back and I'm very very interested to see what he looks like after really a devastating loss to Justin Gaethje uh he's taking on Benel uh, Dariush uh this is the co-main uh lightweights as always what do you like in this fight you know what um it was more interesting to see how Tony lost to Charles Oliveira in that last fight, you know, really dominated on the ground. But as we saw, Tony Ferguson's a very, very t- difficult guy to finish. He seems focused. The interview the other day was absolutely crazy. I, he's from another planet. It's hard to plan when you're fighting against a true alien like Tony Ferguson. Um, if he's focused mm-hmm. and he comes out with a good game plan, he's as good as anybody. Now, fighting a guy like Benil Dariush, this guy is on fire right now. This was someone who we always thought was a top prospect, had a couple of setbacks. He got knocked out by uh, Hernandez and then Barbosa back-to-back years. But since then, he's been on a tear. The only Those are the only times mm-hmm. these guys hold careers that these guys were ever finished. So in this fight, as part of our parlay, a little bit later on we discuss, I think this goes over two and a half. I think we're going to see a full three-round war. You know, for me, this is going to come down to if Tony Ferguson could just press the action for three rounds because we've seen Darius fade in the later rounds of fights and use his ground and pound and, and grappling to kind of stall. Against Tony, you can't stall. He keeps coming forward. So that's what I like in this fight. So let me ask you, kind of, because kind of what I, I was alluding to before you made this pick was that I don't think that he's even responded from the Gaethje fight. What do you think is the Ferguson we're going to see? The Gaethje Ferguson or the Oliveira Ferguson? Oh, God, I hope none of the above. Because if you, I, 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 I mean, either one he loses. I'm, I, no, what I'm. <laughs> but he looked bad against Gaethje. I thought he looked bad. And that's why I thought he didn't fight that well against Oliveira because he was still you know what? I think, off I of think- that fight. Yeah, so, you know, against the Gaethje fight, he fought a very focused Justin Gaethje, which is really scary. You know, Gaethje is a wrestler who doesn't use his wrestling. He's got power. He's got a head made of cement. But when a guy like Trevor Whitman gets your hands on you, that type of coach that's able to find, you know, hone in those skills, Mm -hmm. we saw what Gaethje was made of. And I think Tony has just been so used to his own type of crazy and wasn't stopped that he never felt the need to change. And then maybe he thought with the Gaethje fight, all right, it was a one-time thing fluke. I was sick. I was injured, blah, blah, blah. And then you got a guy like Oliveira who comes out, who's a phenom on the ground, very rangy, and just took it to him. You know, Tony's got to be focused here. He has to win this fight to stay relevant in the division. Oh, there's no question about that. You lose multiple. It's one thing to lose two, but if you start going to three and four and getting dominated, that usually means the cliff is not far ahead of you. Uh, All right. Uh, Before we get into the main event and our top prop for the show, there's so many uh, numbers as far as favorites that we can play because for anybody that's new to the show and this in, in, the early edge with Ian minus 200 is kind of our benchmark. Anything over that we consider a high number, anything below that you can play it straight. MMA betting is different than any other sport. Give me a parlay uh, that you like. And I believe this one is, is not normal for us. Give me the parlay and explain why it's not normal. Well, to start off this parlay is not normal because the highest odds in the entire card is Gina Mazzani at minus 220, which we're we're not even going to touch that fight. Everyone on this parlay is going to be minus 200 or less. Three out of the four are minus 130, minus 160, minus 130. The reason why we're doing this right now is because I'm very confident in these picks and it's not often that we take shots like this, right? So this is where we're going to sprinkle. 
we really are. Take a little bit of money, put it to the side. Don't get upset if you lose it. Parlays obviously have that high risk factor, but the reward, the reward for this one with these type of matchups are fantastic. And when I explained to you the matchup wise and why, why these guys are going to win, I think it's going to make everyone a little bit more comfortable. This is not just a shot in the dark parlay. I think this has a good shot to really hit. All right. Uh, well, why don't you give it to me then? Tell me the names. Sure. Let's start off. Mike Grundy versus Lando Venata. Here's the deal with Grundy. He is coming off a loss. The first one in a really long time. Very strong wrestler. Strong cardio. Striking is a little hectic. But guess what? That plays great style-wise against a guy in Venata who does not swing. Super hesitant. Can eat a lot of punches. But as you saw in his last fight against Green... Just there was no action, no activity. And against a guy like Grundy, Grundy will be in your face. He will force a takedown. And again, like Chukajian, I don't, I know the fans care. But when I'm betting on it, I don't care. Just get me the win. <laughs> that's true. Grundy, you grind that win, bro. You go for it. And that's how he's going to do it. He wants to make a statement, which means he knows he's got to be smart. He's got to use that wrestling. And when Venata gets put on his back, he does not get up right away. I like, so I like Grundy there. That's, that's leg number one. Leg number two, Matt Schnell. This is a guy who we've seen since like the MTV show for a very long time. <laughs> He's fighting a guy in Bontorin. Bontorin, his last fight against Kai Carr, France, was exciting. This is a guy that was winning four minutes and 55 seconds of round one and then got knocked out in the last five seconds. Strong grappler, uh, wild striking. No cardio whatsoever. Schnell is fantastic everywhere. Great cardio. If he does, if he gets dominated in the first round, look for him to bounce back. But there's a reason why he's minus 160. Better technical striker. Has fought better competition. I like Schnell. The third part of the parlay, little, older but little Shevchenko, right? We got That's Antonia right. here. She is fighting a woman in Andrea Lee. Andrea Lee has three losses in a row. And just her fight style, she used to come in, take people down and dominate. Now, her entries on her takedowns are so predictable. You can see it from a mile away. Against a woman in Shevchenko, you're going to catch a knee to the face. Not a good idea. Her striking, it is good, but it's slow. Again, telegraphs all of her punches. Against a Shevchenko, bad idea. It doesn't matter which one it is. You don't want to tell them what you're doing, and that's what Andrea Lee does. Shevchenko can get this fight done wherever she wants. She'll test it out on the feet, and then she'll put Lee on her back, and she'll do literally whatever she wants, however she wants. So those three are the main parts. Now, the fourth one, the last leg will be the over in the Ferguson-Dariush fight. I, <coughs> excuse me. I think we're going to see an absolute war. Um, unless you stab Tony or you beat him to death and the ref stops the fight, that's the only he way he goes it. out. Just the only way he goes out. And with Dariush, what we've seen, you have to do a flying knee in order to knock him out. So expect an absolute grapple fight, a war on the feet. That's going to round out our parlay. And I think it's going to be an exciting one to watch. It starts at the bottom and it finishes at the top of the card. I'm excited to have four fights that are in that minus 200 or below. This never happens. It's going to give never. us a return of plus 662 if it hits on Saturday night. Okay, we're up against. we got to speed it up just a little bit. Let's get to our main event, and it is Charles Oliveira. It is Michael Chandler, who just debuted in the UFC, his last fight, and he was dynamic. And now in his second UFC fight, he gets a chance at the lightweight championship of the world. How do you see this fight? I love Michael Chandler in this play. I'm actually surprised again he's an underdog, not just because of what he's done to Hooker, his whole body of work. This is a guy who's been in many five-round wars. Eddie Alvarez, you know, even though he's lost to Pitbull, it happens, right? This is a guy who's going to come forward, wrestling background. He's built like a tank. Good cardio. He does sometimes fade in round four, but we haven't seen Oliveira do too many five-rounders. And when Oliveira gets pressured, gets body shots, the guy quits. He folds unless he's able to take Chandler down, which a tall, skinny guy taking down a short, stocky wrestler. 
doesn't happen too often. This is a guy that's going to try to get into the clinch and try and do a sweep. Again, against Chandler, not going to work. I think Chandler does this the same way he did it to Hooker. I think he gets it done by TKO. So not only can you add Chandler to the win, add that prop if you'd like at plus 188. Whoa, 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 Let me, let me get to that. Let I'm excited. I'm excited. I know. Let I'm me excited. get to that. All right. You're going <laughs> to go with Chandler. Now there's a lot of people out there. You can't produce the show. You're the star of the show. I'm sorry. A lot of people out there. They like a prop that they can sprinkle a little bit on. It's going to pay them a nice number. Is there a prop in this main event that you like? Now you can go. I was trying to fit in that time frame. <laughs> That's okay. I understand. Listen, That's coach, right. you work so hard. I was trying to give you a little bit of a breather. You know, you, you work so hard. You do like a thousand okay. shows. I was like, look, I can, I can rope this together. Um, That's okay. That's okay. I do like Chandler by TKO here. You know, this is a guy that wants to make a statement. He wants to prove that he's not just a Bellator fluke or he's not being privileged by Dana White, as Tony Ferguson claims. You know, this is a guy who's a very skilled fighter, and we talk styles make fights. Unless Oliveira is able to somehow get on this guy's back against the cage, which it's never happened to Chandler. You know, he's seen it all. I just think that he comes out like a bat out of hell. He swings for the fence. And one of those hit, and this is a guy who's got very good boxing as well, good coaching with Henry Hoove. Chandler wins, gets it done by TKO. If you listen to all the interviews he's done this week with Brett Okamoto, who I think is amazing at ESPN, his confidence is at an all-time high. And he's never one to wane for confidence, but I believe he's even more confident because he wants to show the world that everybody's saying he doesn't deserve it, including Tony Ferguson, that you don't get a title shot in your yeah. second fight in the UFC, but he is getting it and he wants to prove to the world and do it in dominant fashion. Okay. We're up against it. Grab your paper, grab your pencil. Here is the recap for Ian. He loves Edson Barboza plus 120 over Shane Burgos, Caitlin Chikagian over Vivian Arajo at minus 135, Michael Chandler in the main event, plus 115. Then a little sprinkle for your prop on Michael Chandler by TKO. He had a big time knockout in his first fight in the UFC. That's going to return at plus 188. Don't forget, Ian hit last week Kayla Harrison at plus money when she was minus 2,000 to bring that down. So don't think he can't predict finishes too. And then in the parlay, Grundy, Schnell, Shevchenko, and the Ferguson Dariush over, and that's going to give you a return. Boy, wouldn't this be nice? Plus 662, but not a full unit. And this is these are much, much harder to hit when you got to hit four winners instead of just one. All right. That's all the information we got for you. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these tickets straight to the pay window. Brian Parker and the Duck Army for the jeweler who puts it all together. Remember, this is the only place for your daily, for your golf, for your Preakness stakes, and certainly for your MMA early edge. Good luck. 